All right, fun fact about this episode. Right before we closed the door, Tony decided to let out a fart. Yeah, we're recording. Hey! <laughs> Not exactly radio, bringing you the noise. <laughs> hey, what's up? I am your host, Benny K, and... Uh, Tony uh, just... Just farted Tony. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> God damn it. All right, uh, Start so this yeah. episode. <laughs> so here we... I'm oh, sorry, we'll get past it. <laughs> we're doing another one for the Riot Fest series. We, uh... We're going weekly and everything, so we decided to do an album, well, these two albums that uh, we kind of, like, we could do in our sleep. It's kind of like we kind of, not took a break, <laughs> but, like, we were able to work these ones out really well. And we're going to do a little format, because uh, Against Me is playing two live albums, and they're very, very, uh, I don't know, what do you want to say, not, uh, not, um, they're different. They're a lot different from the... One another. Yes, one another. It's, well, it's, I mean, when it's, what, <clears throat> ten years difference? That's a lot of time. Right. Yeah, like, right? Transfer. Yeah, it's, no, well, it's like 2002 to 2014. Oh, so you've been 12 years. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big jump. Yes. So it's going to be different. Right. Sorry, I had to adjust the microphone there a little bit. Cool. But, yes, we brought Kevin back in here. He's been helping us out a lot with the Riot Fest series. Kevin, welcome back. Hi. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I was like, you didn't say anything. I'm like, Kevin, you're going to mention anything. I was anything. waiting to be introduced, you know. Don't waiting. want to be that asshole. You could just have... like, I'm in now. You could have commented on Tony's farts, anything? Can no. we stop? Okay, Move sorry. on. Sorry. Tony tooted, Ben's hung over. I'm the only one who was able to handle yeah. themselves over the last 24 hours. Yeah, yeah it nah. wasn't. We had to do a bar crawl. And I wasn't even upset about it. It was great. And I love doing it. Anyways. These two albums, Against Me is playing two albums. They're playing um, Reinventing Axl Rose and Trans uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Uh, <clears throat> that, that, that one's going to slip me up every time. What, uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues? Yes, just because it's big wo- It's two big words. Back to back big words. What the? What the? <laughs> no, it's, I get that. All right. Uh, Tony, do you want to? Give us the skinny on Reinventing Axl Rose. Uh, Reinventing Axl Rose was released on March 5th, 2002. Recorded three days in December and January of 2001 and 2002. What were you guys doing in January and December 2001 to 2002? Uh, Probably playing basketball. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. I was in seventh grade, I don't remember. I wasn't doing too much. My parents didn't let me do things. Yeah, I don't fucking remember. Middle school sucked. Yeah. I I, I listened to this and a lot of Alkaline Trio. Alkaline Trio. So uh, if this was seventh grade, I was probably on my uh, Limp Biscuit. Ooh, (laughs) damn. Limp Biscuit phase, huh? Connoisseur. Fucking, he did it all for the nookie, folks. Uh, seven, no, chocolate seven. starfish and hot dog flavored water. Okay, fine, that was a good one. Uh, yes. That was actually an okay album. I remember. <laughs> fucking... Was it though? I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, oh, why, I want to go back. Why, I want to go why? back. But I like, we have like, to go back. And listen to Limp Bizkit. Kevin, we're doing an episode uh, now. You're lucky we I have a lot. Of, my mouth. We yep. might, we yep. might forget before this is all over. Before okay. the Riot Fest series is over, you, you spoke it to existence, so I'm gonna do it. Um, so yeah, so this was the first <laughs> official release by the band. They did release a self-titled EP, but that was like self-distributed, real DIY punk hours. Yeah. So, um, and the self-titled had different versions of "Walking Is Still Honest," "I Still Love You, Julie," Jordan's first choice. Those anarcho punks are mysterious and Pints of Guinness. 
Um, from those, uh, you can go back on the self-titled, and I think uh, Walking is still honest. The version on that is really good still. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't pick a favorite of the two. It's just it's such a good song. Both versions are cool. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Um, I remember reading at one point, I don't remember where, that Axl Rose did eventually hear about this album and was not amused. <laughs> um, so that's amusing to me. <laughs> Um, so the main track and the title of the album was inspired by uh, Laura's uh, frustration with trying to break it as a rock band. This is basically going fuck it and deciding to embrace the punk DIY life. I'm catching a flight out of here if you caught that. <laughs> um, I got the windows open too. Baby I'm an Anarchist was uh, originally created with a different band. That's another interesting note. It was a different band that just never really got off the ground, and Laura just took it over uh, to this band when they all got together. The original lineup being James Bowman, who I think I believe is still in the band as the guitarist. Oh, yeah. yep. Dustin Fridkin, who uh, I think is this is the only record he did with Against Me for bass, and then Warren Oaks, um, who lasted until New Wave. Okay. Yes. And then, uh, so yeah, that's the first official lineup of Against Me. Um, as most of Against Me's songs, uh, Laura is the sole writer of most of this album, with the exception of The Politics of Starving, We Laugh at Danger, Scream Until You're Coughing Up Blood, and Baby I'm an Anarchist. Um, before. Oh, that's me. Uh, that's, that's me. Do we know I continue still? to read um, <laughs> what we wrote up. Uh, that is it. That is the uh, skinny, reinventing Axel Rose. Um, reinventing Axel Rose. Do we know if Warren still has that taco place? That he oh yeah, <laughs> mouth party. Yeah. Uh, mouth party. That's I think bad. that I think that. Well, it, it, it was mouth party in Spanish. So uh, <laughs> uh, fiesta del. Hey. Yeah, I it, it, it might I have been that something. Like that sounds that. badass. To, I'd go there. <laughs> Called mouth party. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, transgender dysphoria, d- dysphoria blues. Um, before uh, the, that album merged, uh, against me announced work on a new album begin to begin um, in November of 2011. Then all the work was scrapped before they went on tour. Then they went into the studio again, finishing everything besides vocals before drummer before drummer Jay Weinberg quit the band, uh, leading to another abortion of an album. So uh, May 2012, that's when Laura uh, came out as a transgender woman. And finally, what became of Transgender Dysphoria Blues was released on January 21st, 2014. The album debuted at 23 on the rock charts, their highest ever charting. That's pretty cool. And it's, it's kind of cool to see, like, uh, reinventing where they started from, how they're like fuck it, doing a DIY, and then having an album like this, uh, all of a sudden reaching, you know, rock charts. Twenty three is pretty good for like. Uh, you don't expect a, a band to like like when you listen to reinventing Axel Rose, you don't expect a band like that to mm. even sniff the charts. Yeah, twelve um, years definitely gave them a wild career. Absolutely. And then uh, what's really cool is that they, I think we talked about this during our first Against Me episode, but uh, they toured with Green Day like back in the day, and then like I went to see Green Day a couple years ago in Green Bay, <laughs> and Against Me opened for them, Against Me opened yep. for them, that was super cool, mm-hmm. and, uh, this is like kind of going back, still have those roots and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so what we want to do with this 
episode today, we're going to do a thing called 321. We're going to give three interesting facts or personal stories uh, about uh, each album. And then we're going to do two songs that uh, really tie the albums together. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to quote the dude all the time I say that, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I like. I didn't I say, even put it together. Yeah, like, like, you, we're, we're gonna, gonna let it. Okay, we're gonna okay, let it. Honestly, <laughs> we're gonna let it ride. I was okay because I was nervous every time I started waiting to get some shit from you guys. Be like, yeah, the two songs that really tie the album together. I'm like, son it's of a like, bitch. No, that. That's wait a for, great way to yeah, describe right. a segment. Fine. Wow. You know, sometimes when what you say just makes sense, it isn't really quoting anything. <laughs> Fine. I'm just still waiting for Tony to tell me to get a life or something. No. There will be other opportunities. I'm not gonna take a. Uh, I'm not going to take a, you know, stretch. I appreciate There's going to be obvious ones. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, number one, what's what album is better? And I think we all have a feeling. Of, anyways, we'll go into that in a second. Yes. So, yes, three interesting facts about each, al- uh, each uh, album. Two songs that really tie both those albums together. And one album can only rule them all or whatever. There can only be one. That's there it. There can only be one. There's more, there's more quotes for you. All right, let's start out with our tidbits for Axl Rose. Tony, you want to start? Um, I don't fucking know. Besides, <laughs> when I heard this for the first time, it was like I heard music for the first time all over again. Honestly, like uh, I into the like in middle school is when I started listening to punk rock. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two was my gateway drug, yeah, um, where I started with just straight up pop punk, and then I was like, what? Uh, um, I think. It was a stupid-ass clothing line, I want to say. It was like Atticus. Okay. Clothing line where it was like a dead bird. Yeah. I thought that was a band. I thought that was a band, too. I think (laughs) it... I know. I even at one point thought, too. Wait a second. But they they, they had a comp CD that came with maybe a shirt or something, but it had... Blink-Bunny 2 on it, so it made me listen to it, but then it had all these other better bands, uh, like, you know, Alpine Shoe and Against Me and stuff like that, and then so I heard Against Me song on there, can't even tell you what it was, probably Pints of Guinness, now I think about right. it, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to hear the rest of what they made, and then the rest was history for me, so now it's just, it, it's, it's perfect punk album to me, like, it's, it's top in my list of overall, too, so... I don't fucking know. That's my tidbit. Okay. Right. <laughs> Kevin, what's your fun little tidbit? Right. Uh, my fun little tidbit about Axl Rose is that these songs have more going on for them in their titles than Wikipedia will let on. Uh, the song Scream It Until You're Coughing Up Blood is listed as Jamaican Be Crazy in the liner notes. That's... <laughs> 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 uh, and then... Uh, the songs I Still Love You, Julie, and Walking in Stellanus are listed as remixes, uh, Dance Mix 2002, and House Mix for Party People, respectively. Whoa, whoa. okay. Well, that's, I didn't know that. So, fun fact about the liner notes, which <laughs> come in my uh, vinyl that I bought, which is on a tasty, oh. tasty blue swirl vinyl. That that's I cool. Love. Nice. Just realized my sock was, I'm wearing it inside out. <laughs> <laughs> My brain feels inside out. God, drinking's horrible. Don't do it, folks. Yeah, what the fuck? No, it's dumb. Um, my fun tidbit about... Oh, you know what? I think I was wrong about my tidbit. Because I was like, this is the first album that you burned for me when I was trying to like get into punk music and everything. But it was New Wave. Shit. Was it? It was New Ooh. Wave. Ew, why would I give you New Wave? I first? thought it was New Wave. It was New <laughs> Wave. Just, uh, Hold on, wait, wait. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> no, New I Wave. No, I still love New Wave, but... 
Oh, not as an introduction. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, no. I think it was searching. I think it was searching. Oh, okay, yeah. It was one. Okay, it was one of those two. It wasn't this <laughs> one. Because I remember you gave me three uh, albums. You gave me an Against Me album, an H2O album, and uh, a third one. I forgot what the third one was. Bad Religion. No, I don't think it was Bad Religion. <sighs> maybe it could. Either way, Dead Kennedys, maybe. Nah. I'm trying to remember which ones you attached yourself to, like really early on when you started getting into punk, and like those are two bands. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, I guess that does. Yeah, I guess that. Um, but yeah, he, he against me, and that's where I kind of like fell into it. And then it's kind of weird for me because for this album, Axel Axel Rose, it wasn't my first listen when I actually first heard this album. I didn't like it because uh, like it was super raw, and like me mm-hmm. finally getting into like a punk thing and. Uh, uh, mostly listening to really shitty new metal and <laughs> and uh, other rock music that was heavily processed. Like I couldn't really get down with like the raw of the raw feel yeah. of. Oh yeah, for sure. Of this, especially the production on new metal stuff. Oh yeah, it's like super fucking. You're not. It's just like there was a very big. It was a very shocking thing to hear. So it wasn't for me. But like now, you know, I understand why they did that and how it was done, and like that makes me appreciate it that much more. So this album gets a good vote from me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, let's move on to wrapped up quite well. That did. Thank you. Yes, let's move (laughs) on to tidbits for transgender dysphoria blues. Tony. Yes, congratulations on that landing. I don't want (laughs) to say it. I'm going to trip up. That's fine. Um, You can say TDB. So yeah, when TDB did drop, I uh, I kind of moved on from Against Me. Uh, I wasn't really waiting for their next album because uh, White Crosses was just quite disappointing on more than a couple levels. Um, but that was before Laura came out as a transgendered woman, and I knew I had to come back because this record was an important statement on a vital human rights issue, and it was also just good tunes. Like basically, it stroked my curiosity. Where I'm like, wow, that I didn't know that about that person, and that's a really huge thing to um, put yourself out there and announce and everything. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to support, and I also was curious. And then it turned out, wow, this was a, re- a really good comeback to form. Um, so I really, uh, that's what brought me back was her coming out. Right. Or else I wouldn't have paid attention to her new release, probably. <laughs> Fair. I was going to say, did you listen to the album after this one? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was on Yeah. Shapeshift with me? Yeah, yeah it, it, it was, was It was fun. Is that the, that's the, that's the one that came out in 2016, right? Shapeshift with me? I think so. Okay, that's a, that's their latest album. Yes. Okay, I like that album. There's a couple on there, like, uh, uh, Provision. L3 is yeah. cool. L3 um, is cool. There was, like, another one, um, uh, oh, no, I, for some reason on Spotify, the song uh, "People That Died" popped up for me, and that's not a new one, is it? That's an older one. Isn't no, it? that's a cover. It's a cover. It's a cover. Well, either way, it's fantastic. It's a good song. It's a good song. Um, <clears throat> my fun fact uh, for this uh, this um, album is that, like uh, in an interview with the what do you, how do you say that again? I, I wrote it. Quietus. Quietus. Uh, in March of 26, 2014. Uh, apparently you're supposed to go look it up. Look it up. <laughs> uh, Laura stated about 70% of the record had been written before coming out. The last track, and the, the one that she struggled with the most lyrically, was Fuck My Life 666, as she was trying to say a very specific thing to her then-wife, Heather Gable. And also Laura's book, Tranny, which is very good, Tony let me borrow and I read most of it, um, is a great supplement to this album. Read the book and listen to the album, and you will feel almost like you know her. 
Yeah, you, I mean, it, it, it really feels like a supplement. I mean, even the art between the book and the album kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So it's one of those things of if you're more interested in knowing or after, especially um, just everything is, yeah, that book is a fantastic book. Um, it's very honest, brutally honest. Mm-hmm. You can uh, see what having dysphoria her whole life put her through. Um, and you just, it, it, it's really good read. It's a, um, and then just throwing the album on after that. Right. Like, it just makes everything. What could, what could also make it even deeper is like what I did was I actually, I got like Audible. That, oh, okay. that site uh, there and then she actually reads it to you oh really yeah because I like I was like oh I get like five free downloads for just for having this so then I picked Tranny and then I picked a couple other ones and all of a sudden there she was reading it to me I'm like holy shit this is it, it makes it even better because like I was reading it on my own but then when I got to hear her read it too I was like holy shit yeah biographies are really a uh, interesting audiobook genre just because sometimes <clears throat> like it can be something something open and raw like that but then also like uh, if you listen to Obama's uh, biography that I put out, it feels like a press release statement. Oh yeah, gosh, yeah. Uh, not to knock the president, but I mean, uh, it's, it's, a, it's also about how you read it, I guess. It's real basic. Right. Yeah. You, you can knock him. It's fine. Who gives a shit? Everyone else is. It's fine. All right, Kevin, what's your tidbit? Uh, my tidbit was to go back to our album purchasing. Uh, I picked up Transgender Dysphoria Blues on vinyl. And a week later, they announced that they were going to be reissuing it on a special pink vinyl to support breast cancer research. All proceeds were going to be going to it. So I felt like an absolute dweeb uh, (laughs) because I didn't want to buy two versions of the album, but, like, I kind of wanted to buy two versions of the album. Uh, So Damn. I would have wanted the pink vinyl. I wanted the pink vinyl. I was about to I was about to offer to buy your album, but I already have the album. Because <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, I love that album, but I'm, I already purchased it, so I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I mean, it's also kind of just this once again knowing that they're going to be playing these two albums live um, is kind of crazy when you think the the twelve year difference between the albums and like the different messages and stuff. It's like it's pretty good. What is there something on the wall? No. no, it'll catch up. Oh, yeah. The track is... Excuse me. Hold on. There we go. Look all at right. that. It's all fixed. I forgot mm-hmm. to move it. We're going to wait for an airplane. Yeah, wait for the airplane to pass through, folks. And welcome to Milwaukee. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> two songs that tie the albums together. All right. We're picking two. Picking two songs. Is this together? Or... Oh, you said, do we have to agree? Oh, no, no. It'll be all... You don't have to agree. Okay. Like, you can do yours. You can do yours. I'll do mine. Also, favorite. editorial note, Boca Fiesta is still open. <laughs> <laughs> It has good reviews, too. 4.4 with 800 reviews in. Ooh. Gainesville, Florida. It's open right now. <laughs> Closes at 11. All right. Go to there, folks. <laughs> if you're in, if Florida, you're in Florida listening. Get yourself a taco. Yeah. Oh, and this is the only day it's open. Oh, yes. Yeah, every day. Every other day it opens at 4. So they must, I bet they do a brunch or well, a thing. Uh, or a but they're breakfast. also open until 2 a.m., too. So. Well, yeah, the bar. Come on. Come on now. Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> that right. restaurant, secret sponsor of Not Exactly Radio. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Warren. All right. Tony, do you have two songs or do you want Kevin to go first? Um, uh, I For mean, reinventing yeah. Axl Rose? Um, shit. That, I mean, it's hard, but also it's not. 
It's okay. just it sucks because you can only pick two. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for me, it's pretty easy to say, well, pints of Guinness make you strong because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times they opened a set with that, and I love it every time. Yeah. Something about just the snares, the beat on the snare just gets you, oh, especially yeah. when they do a live version of it because then, okay, then all the everybody cuts you know comes in not at once mm-hmm. like because then then goes in the guitar and then the bass and then they start playing it's great um so that and then uh of course we laugh at danger it break all the rules because it's just one of my favorite songs period all right yeah hell yeah kevin well, I'm glad you picked my favorite songs uh, because the <laughs> two that I'm going to go with are uh, the title track, "Reinventing Axl Rose." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the thesis of the album, and uh, the other one more so for the uh, title rather than the actual contents of the song. But "Screaming Until You're Coughing Up Blood" just kind of describes like the general vibe of the album and what I'm very much anticipating to be the live show when we see it. Yes, I can't wait for that. That's going to be amazing. If my, if my voice isn't gone by the end of it, I would be shocked. <laughs> Touche. Honest. They're going to be playing later at night, I think, too. I think they're I on the higher up in the bill. Fingers crossed on it. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. Because like, every time we've seen them at Riot Fest, too, they've been playing during the day. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's finally they come into their own when they're playing at night now. Is it? Is it? Um, are they playing these back-to-back? Yes. yes. Well, we don't so. know for sure. Well, they might, like... Intermix it. Oh, okay. Um, oh, they, yeah. they haven't. They haven't said how they're going to play it. Right. It's just going to be back to back. Yeah, I was going to say like I think a couple of years ago, um, I think it was Wu Tang Clan. They played an album Wu-Tang backwards. Played, uh, they just played the album however they felt like playing the album. Was it that? Okay. Yeah. I thought there was there was one band that played their entire album that they were playing back. They just did it from the back to the front. I think there was either Wu Tang or was it Run DMC? No, not Run DMC. I forgot who the fuck it was. I think it was last year. I think it was right before Bad Religion. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, we're going to be seeing it. It's going to be great. Uh, my two songs for reinventing Axl Rose, uh, Pints of Guinness. It's Pints of Guinness Make You Strong and Eight hours or eight Full Hours of Sleep. I feel like that's the first song, last song of the album, <laughs> and I feel like everything in between there is just like one big mix of fucking rage and everything just to lead up to Eight Full Hours of Sleep. And that's kind of winding it down. It sounds like a super sad song. It kind of is a super mm-hmm. sad song, just to like end it that way. But I think those two songs, the beginning and the ending, really fucking make that album mm-hmm. because you just have a bunch of crazy fucking shit in the middle. And I fucking love it. <laughs> um, since coming around to listening to this, or liking this album, it's been those those two songs been <clears throat> doing it for me. I mean, you can't forget like classics like Baby, I'm an Anarchist, and, uh, um, and uh, Walking is Still Honest. Um, but yeah, those two tied together for me. What about, uh, what about, uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Thank you. You're welcome. Two songs (laughs) from there. Uh, you start. I start? Because we'll go around now. Okay, fine. Snake draft it, for sure. Oh, fair enough. God. (laughs) Yeah! Oh no, Kevin, why? (laughs) It's one of those days I have four fantasy football drafts today, help me lord. Uh, You're drafting right now, too. Pretty much, pretty much. Alright, so my first song that I think uh, really ties this together is, wow, okay, this is going to be kind of insane. Okay, I'll tie. Transgender Dysphoria... God damn it, Transgender ah. Dysphoria Blues is my one of my songs. And Kevin, what do you think the other song is? <sighs> You're going to say Osama Bin Laden is the crucified No, Christ, it's Black but... Me Out, you jackass. <laughs> 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 Fucking dickhead. We're going to talk about that later, there's, though. Uh, there's, there's beef there. I know. <laughs> there's some beef there. 
But I, I didn't realize this, but I picked the first song and last song again for this album. Um, I really like Transgender Dysphoria Blues as, a, as an opener. Um, and because, you know, it's basically what he's like, here's what I'm talking about in this album. Or she's just like, here's what I'm talking well, about this even album. Even on top of it, yeah, it's basically what she's always felt, too. Yes. It's like a song that's probably been written, or been waiting to be written for how many ever years she mm. old she was when she wrote it. Right. Because she used to hint at it, we'd get it in, like, songs like The Ocean. Right, and yes. Shit like that. Mm. Like, uh, there was hints of it in uh, Searching for a Former Clarity and mm. everything. So now it finally got to be where I can just write the song that I've actually been always thinking. Right. So that's also why it's a really good song, really good pick. Yes. And then also Black Me Out. I think it's just like... It's one of the. It's like I don't know. It's kind of like uh, Eight Full Hours of Sleep, except you know a little bit more up, not upbeat, but you got more there. You got more meat there. Um, just uh, I don't know. It's like kind of like a battle that you're almost done with, and it's just like all right, I'm done with this. If like, Pints of Guinness is their official opening track. Black Mountain hmm. should be like the their ending? official closing track. Yeah, okay, that, so they're gonna go straight through that a, way. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's gonna be cool to see live. I didn't even think about that. Seeing eight full hours of sleep live. Wow, that's gonna be. That, cool. that one's gonna be like a real lull in the set because everything else is, is very much uh, punch you in the face. Oh, absolutely. Energy. But I still think like that'd still be pretty cool. You could still gonna feel the emotions and shit just listening to that. But yes, my two were uh, transgender dysphoria blues and black me out. Kevin, uh, my two are gonna be fuck my life six exists. Uh, for the reason that you uh, said before in your tidbit. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. It's, it, if there's something about Against Me albums, it's they're always hugely personal, and to have a track like that here feels like a very much an, uh, a window mm. into Laura's life. Uh, and then I'm going to pick the other... Uh, trans anthem here, True Trans Soul Rebel. Mm. Uh, yes. It's just fucking blast of a track. Mm-hmm. And where the first one was talking about all the rejection and shit that she's been feeling forever and all that. Um, and there's still a, like freedom in it. The True Trans Soul Rebel is more a call to you know it's a yeah, I'm too hungover. We're struggling. Oh my god! I'm sorry, what were you saying? It's Kevin? a flag waving track. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Thank you. There we go. We got it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that, so, what were your two songs again? Uh, mine now. Oh wait, I'm yeah. sorry. We're that was Kevin. Kevin. Oh my god. Mine too. Oh my <laughs> god. I said, "Fuck my life." Six. I'm just agreeing with him. <laughs> my apologies. I am also hungover. I God. I'm not. Yeah, we know Kevin. Someone was responsible last night. Yeah, responsible. Like, I have to do this show in the morning. I must be at my best. (laughs) Um, One thing, since we love talking albums here, one thing that can derail or have a album sputter is the second half. It can sputter to the finish line. This one does not, and I am going to credit my two picks, since you guys picked uh, ones that I probably would have picked. But the nice thing is, there's so, this is a great album that yeah. even though it's ten songs, uh, numbers five and six are going to be just as good. And I uh, I do especially love Dead Friend and Two Coffins. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because again, honesty, it's very, it's very vulnerable. It's very sad. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's really it's, sad. It's sad, but in a like, you know, sharing it with us, you know, it it, it relieves some of that. So when you, um, so yeah, it just it, it keeps the momentum of the album going. Those two tracks. Right. So um, also highlighting Dead Friend and Two Coffins. Oh yeah. Well. That's it. We got also, two coffins it. could be on an alkaline trio track, and again, yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I could see that. I was gonna like that sounds like an alkaline trio song. Yeah, so uh, that it's also gonna make me pick it. <laughs> she wrote it for uh, it was it's for her and her daughter, I think, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm, I didn't know that. All right, one final thing, guys. There can only be one. Which album between the two is the best? Now, okay. When I first thought this whole thing, I'm like, crap, this is going to be a landslide for one particular album. But then, like, you know, listening to it more and getting a chance to reconnect myself to both albums, uh, I actually listened to Trans uh, Dys- Dysphoria Blues more than I did um, Reinventing, um, especially, like, in the beginning of me loving Against Me. Uh, and so, like, I was like, oh, it's not that bad, you know, I could still I could still see it maybe slightly edging it out. And I mean, there's still... There's still things there that could possibly be better than, you know, reinventing. But ultimately, for me, uh, reinventing is probably the better album. But it's closer than it was when I originally came up with this idea. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, just fucking, here's reinventing Axl Rose, just tackling fucking transgender mm-hmm. dysphoria blues. But but there's still a fight there. So yeah, for I me, I think it's uh, super close. Uh, my bit that I like to say is that I don't know... I go back and forth, whichever is their best album between Reinventing Axl Rose and As the Internal Cowboy. But their number two is definitely Transgender Dysphoria Blues. So it's really a given day of the week kind of thing if I think uh, Reinventing Axl Rose is their best one or not. But uh, right now in the moment, I would say, like, it just feels so... uh, uh, I don't know, like, how to describe the feeling. Like, it's just, uh, you know how you have, like, childhood memories that you can just, like, always keep with you and remember them crystal clear? Mm. Like, going into seeing this album live, like, that's how every song just felt to me. It was like, I remember the first time that I heard the song every single time, and it's just, it was like riding a bicycle listening Mm -hmm. to this album. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the trouble of trying to pick one on some level, because the first one is like, I mean, with reinventing Axl Rose, it's like that is an album that would launch a career. Mm -hmm. Like that is just like, you know, a collection of frantically created songs that just kind of launched them on the road to where they ended up. Mm Um, and then we'll mix in all of our memories of it. I mean, it's not going to be a fair fight anyways. Yeah. But basically, we're arguing uh, what's better between a transcend, like, I'll say transcendent album that really, like, pushed a punk genre forward versus just a great album that's also great, though. Yeah. And also yeah. is important personally to, you know, the, you know, because at the end of the day, Laura's mostly against me. Like, you know, um, she's been, well, James is the other mainstay. He's never. He's always been there. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, all the writing and stuff has been such, so much her that 
she is against me. So, like, transgender dysphoria blues is so important to consider in that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, it's the difference between a great album and a transcendent one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which got, is better, <laughs> this career-defining album or this career-defining album? Yeah, yeah. So they're both, they're both <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, gotta go with the first, but, yeah, exactly. It's not a, it's not... It, it's easy on one level, but on the other level, if you consider it, it's right. not. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. We did it. We did this episode fairly quick. 30 Fucking minutes. did it. We did it. We talked about two albums. Real brief, Riot Fest series. We're going to continue doing this. We're going to figure out something so we can do it again next week. <laughs> um, either way, thanks for... Kevin, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Of course. Great to be here. I don't even know why I just say thanks anymore. You're just basically on the show now. It's, it's whatever. Yay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's whatever. Come here when you want. <clears throat> Anyways. Well, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. I'm Benny K. Tony. And, and, just and, sorry. Tony, I guess. I don't know. Just to Tony. Just, just to <laughs> yeah. Come on, Fuckers. <laughs> he said it, not me. Anyways, we're out of here. Bye-bye. Exactly Fuckers. Like us. <laughs> I trust that you expect